0: You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number 50. Make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date because I release a new episode every couple of weeks. And you can also find me over on Instagram at Luke underscore Page. Now, the waiting list for the leading coach, which is my program that helps coaches grow a six-figure business organically, is now open. Now, if you want to go um, onto that waiting list to be notified of when we reopen the doors next, which is on December the 7th, Plus, get first access to the program page, which includes all the information about what exactly TLC is about, including info on if the program is right for you and if you're right for the program. So, uh, if you want to check that out and be on that notifications list, then uh, I'm going to pop the link in the show notes for that. Now, 50th episode for the podcast. So, it's a milestone for us. So, I wanted to make this a special one. So, I decided to get Courtney, my wife, on um and this one we discuss the ups and downs of our journey to falling pregnant now disclaimer here um what we discuss is you know there's some some chat around health here so make sure you consult a medical professional with your own situation and we also talk about the topic of miscarriage so you know if that brings up unwanted feelings for yourself just be uh, mindful of when you're listening to this episode but let's get into this and enjoy Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my last vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. All right, everybody, what is up. We have got a very special guest with us today. Um, it's actually my wife, Hi. Courtney Page. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: uh, Courtney's popping her uh, podcast cherry right now. So she's feeling very confident. Um, actually, babe, can you just keep speaking? I just want to make sure the sound's working.
1: Yeah, sure. Very excited to be here.
0: Very softly speaking, <laughs> um, this is the first podcast that I've actually done in person in probably two years. I've been doing this podcast for uh, I think it was August or July in 2019, so like that's that's like two years and three months, and I think the first three months I was doing in person uh interviews. But obviously, once um, COVID hit, we couldn't do that. So it turned to Zoom. But I think before that, I was even started to do Zoom interviews. And I just got lazy because then you didn't have to, it takes ages to set all this stuff up. When you do a Zoom um, recording, it's like, it's just, it's simple, it takes two seconds. So anyway, I got special guests in person Courtney Mazdog Page, (laughs) Courtney Mazdog Wilson Page. Um, So why I wanted to do, why we wanted to do this episode. is I know on this podcast, we normally talk about um, building a coaching business, right? So it's different to the norm, but you may know, you may not know, but uh, we're having a baby in March, 2022.
1: We are. Are you going to reveal the gender to all your listeners?
0: Yeah. What's the, What the gender is? I'll let you do it.
1: We're having a boy. You. <laughs>
0: so um, I just like, we just wanted to kind of share like we've um, in, in the journey of actually falling pregnant uh you know it's it hasn't been straightforward for us uh, it hasn't been the worst journey like we've we've had um like mates that have gone through worse than us um but it hasn't been straightforward like some people do as well and you know us going into uh, the, the whole process of falling pregnant let's just say it didn't turn out as we expected and i think a, a lot of people um are similar to us because you don't know until you actually get into it you mm-hmm. know what i mean um, my expectation was that like the movies it's just <laughs> like oh yeah you, you know you make love you have like a romantic dinner and then you make love in front of the fire and then once <laughs> once <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later it's like oh my god i'm pregnant <laughs> and then it's like cool here comes the baby and life's good and things like that but uh, uh we've found out through going through the whole you know the process that it it's um for a lot of people it's tougher than what it's made out to be so look we just wanted to you know share our story and our journey around that so this is um this is for if you're planning on having kids in the future even if it's like in in the even if it's years down the track mm-hmm. or maybe you're you're with a partner now and you're trying to get pregnant or maybe you're like you know what? i think it's time maybe your partner doesn't even know yet <laughs> <laughs> I'm going off the pill and I'm not going to tell
2: him. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise.
0: I think that's what a lot of women do, don't they, anyway? They just pretend that they're still on the pill, but they're actually not. And then they say, oh, I can't. I don't know how this happened. I'm pregnant. I have no idea. Um, so, yeah, we're... I'm just going to, like... Courtney knows more about this stuff than me. Like, if you asked me to tell the story, like, you'd be you'd be missing a lot of information. <laughs> Put it that way. So, um, I don't know. Let's go... Let's kind of, like, start back um to when was the first because it's what is it now we're recording this in october 2021
1: mm-hmm. currently 18 weeks and one day
0: pregnant. 18, 18 <laughs> weeks and one day right so how how far off is what's the total amount of weeks do you 40 weeks
1: is is gestation of a pregnancy 40, yeah. yeah
0: so yeah. we're like almost halfway almost yeah? halfway so when okay so when did we first have the idea it was was it march last year
1: so luke and i um got married in september 2019 and we'd kind of always going back to the marriage. yeah going back to the marriage (laughs) that that foreign thing that you used to be able to do um and we had decided that 2020 would be the year that we would you know, love to start a family.
0: <laughs> well, sorry, it's to Just in. in case someone's listening to this in like 2024 and then she's Courtney said that foreign thing you're used to is marriage. Like this is, she's oh, referring to the, <laughs> the everyone's The fact that COVID has yes. made things yeah, you very can't impossible do anything,
1: to right. have a wedding. Um, a lot of my beautiful friends have been impacted. So I'm hoping better news is coming for, for all those that would like to get married. So, um, yeah, we had decided 2020 would be the year that we would start a family. Um, we had originally planned to try from say june um and we got to march and my um uh, i was on contraception my um it was due for its renewal for the next three months and it was actually luke who said well if we're going to start trying in june it's march why don't you just not get that new prescription and come off the pill in march
0: is that my idea Mhm. Yep. was your
1: idea Good we were idea. both like oh are we ready for this like what happens if we have a surprise baby what if What if it happens straight away? Are we ready for that timeline? And yeah, we both said, okay, well, let's just go off the pill in March and see how things go.
0: So March 2020. Yes. Yeah. Which was from here, actually from when we first got, well, sorry, when we got pregs with Mm -hmm. this one, this dude. This dude. How long was that gap? March was 2022 when we fell pregs with, I was about to say his name.
1: Oh gosh! Don't do that. say his name. <laughs> <Don't> do that. <laughs>
0: um, so that was June or April? April, sorry, June. 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 Yeah. So that is that's fifteen months. Yes. Okay. Yep. So technically, took us close to fifteen months from us like going, "Yep, let's start doing this thing." Fifteen months, and we expected ah oh, three months. Yep. And it took fifteen, so that's five times what I actually expected. Okay, so. Going back to the origins, what have you done?
1: Coming <laughs> off contraception. Contra. So um Contra. they, they kind of average say that, you know, you're hopefully your cycle returns within four weeks. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer. For me, you know, two, four, six, eight weeks passed. And once it got to the two-month mark, I went to my GP. I just wanted to make sure that everything was okay because I was a little bit like, where is it? Why is it not returning? What's happened? Um, they ran a whole heap of bloods. So everything looked normal. Um, they then referred me for a pelvic ultrasound. Everything appeared normal. Um, in normal, I have polycystic ovarian appearing ovaries. There's lots of different types of PCOS. There's which any, any woman on their journey will come across. There's so many diagnoses and everyone has a different prognosis and different symptoms and different treatments.
0: That was the one in Surak?
1: Correct, yes. Yeah. Yep. So um, essentially I have lots of follicles. That's just what that means. Um, so they thought everything's still okay. But then it reached the three-month mark, still no cycle. So we were actually in Byron at the time, Byron Bay,
2: Barron
1: Bay. (laughs) Our favorite. Famous Barron Bay. place. And I had a telehealth with a... um, You got married in Barron Bay. We did get married in Byron Bay. I had a telehealth whilst walking along the beach with a lovely gynecologist based back here in Melbourne. And she had said to me, look, looking at all of your reports and everything, I think just for you, um, I personally have a body that's quite over-responsive to medication. I don't take a lot of medication. I rarely take painkillers and so... She said, I think if it takes the average person two months, it might take you four months to get your cycle back because my body might just have been really trying to flush all of those synthetic hormones out of my system. And she was right. So in July, which was four months of coming off the pill, um, I got my period, (laughs) which is very exciting. Um, the funny thing about our journey is that you will go from being crying with excitement to crying with despair for that exact same monthly cycle. So um, that is a pattern. So we were very excited. Came back in July. We we're pumped. We we're like, okay, this kind of fits into our time frame ish. We can start trying for August, which we did. Um, cycle came back in August. And then...
0: Yeah, because I was thinking, like, we're like, we're going to have a... Because I'm born in May and mm-hmm. the original plan was like, oh, yeah, no probs, like in August, and then this baby will be born in May and we <laughs> might be able to land them on the same date.
1: A little mini Didn't look.
0: quite happen that way.
1: No. So, um, yeah, got my period in August. We tried again in September. Um, and during that time, September 2020 was quite... Um, an emotional month for us for other reasons and my cycle didn't return so september
0: september was an emotional month
1: yes there's Why? your family my family a few diagnoses ah. diagnosis is that a word
2: Di- Diagnosis.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I make up words, I apologize. Diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnancy brain is 100% a thing.
0: I've got this, um, my mate and I have got this little hack. If you're ever unsure of the plural of something, <laughs> so for example, um, well, we we'll just say diagnosis. I don't even know if there's a I think a word. Diagnosis, is that you say.
1: <laughs> yeah, more than one. So all
0: you say is you put "i" on the end of it. So you just say diagnose I. But I think a lot of the time with communication is if you're confident, the person receiving it will just go along with it. Yeah. So you can literally put it with anything. So um, if I'm looking at um, cameras, oh, that's that's an easy one. That's stupid. What's what's one? What's one? All right. So where where it originates from is. The old famous cactus. What's the plural mm, of cactus? Cacti. 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 This is where it came from, and then now we just use it with everything. Um, so you know, you can use what's what's a, like a word. The diagnosis is a good one. <laughs> Diagnosi.
1: Um, I'm trying to scan the room to think of something, but I yeah. can. I know the plurals for everything around.
0: What's us. one of those flowers called that on there? What's that flower called?
1: I don't actually know what they're called.
0: What about? Do you know the? the scientific name for birds of paradise oh right, let's use that what do you call to you know birds of paradise that tropical plant that everyone has um, what do you call to birds of paradise it's not birds of paradises it's birds of paradise <laughs> <laughs> it's the best in the world I like it all right
1: and I actually do know the scientific term for that and that has also escaped my brain <laughs>
0: it's gone <laughs> The pregnant brain <laughs> it's, it's real what was what did you what, what oh, have you done recently with the pregnant just brain just
1: everything and anything i mumble every single word possible <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've got so we make berries uh oh, sorry i make berries so i got pregnant brain as well. <laughs> <laughs> we make um smoothies and in this smoothie we generally put bananas berries oats um protein spinach that type of thing almonds and one ingredient of that of the recipe is, is berries and if we have smoothies every day one packet of berries will last <laughs> us a week oh. and Courtney's been like she does the the grocery shopping so she's been going to do the grocery shopping and um, I looked in the I looked in the um, freezer today to, to make a smoothie and there's five packets of berries <laughs> in there so she's just been loading up on these berries just in
1: case there was a shortage <laughs> just in case just in I, case i also um look Hates olives, feta, and red onion, and hates Greek salad. I know he hates Greek salad, and I, I, hates keep, I hates it with a passion. Whenever we go to this fish and chips oh, place, yeah. he gets a garden salad. And last night, I confidently ordered him his fish and chips with his Greek salad.
0: I've never had a Greek salad in my life. Yeah, never. Like anything with those dirty purple <laughs> olives in it. Like Courtney gets the vegetarian pizzas with the purple olives, calamata olives, and I hate them. Like I like, sorry, is it calamata? Mm-hmm. No, I like Sicilian, which are, they're the like green bright olives. green, mm-hmm. not olive green, bright green. I like, they're the only olives I like. You, they're the ones that you pop in a, what's that orange drink that you drink?
1: An Aperol Spritz. Aperol Spritz.
0: So it's the ones that you go in there. There, I like those ones, but any other olives you don't like?
1: Actually a martini, but we'll run with that. they Do you got martinis?
0: Yeah. I reckon you're thinking of a different Green olive to me. <laughs> no. I think you're thinking of the olive green. I'm, I'm talking. I reckon they're different. They definitely are. Like the ones that I'm talking of,
1: the ones in a martini are pitted.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're Sicilian. <laughs> all right, let's let's go to the internet. You've all come here to find out about <laughs> babies. Guess and now right? you you're gonna not know about that. <laughs> Olives. not getting it. What? Ooh. The olive variety. What is it? What type of olive? It already. It, it already goes in there, populates it. Spanish green, yeah.
1: Oh, they are different. There you go.
0: Yeah, I thought they were. Because they're the ones, yeah, and they're pitted sometimes that you can get like cheese and stuff in them. Not mm-hmm. that you put that in a martini. Yeah. Sicilian. <laughs> just so just so you don't buy just me. Just in Spanish case greens. anyone orders him some olives. If anyone's get me olives and you get me calamanas or Spanish, see you later. The friendship's over. Alright. So I've never had what was it? Greek salad. Greek salad. Never had Greek salad in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Last <laughs> night she gets the uh, the fosh and chops And then I open up my, my box and pump for the meal And then there's a uh, Greek salad in there And I'm like, "What's oh, yes! She's like, you asked for a Greek salad And i like, I don't a Greek salad I Never asked for a Greek salad So then I was angry Ang- Angry while eating the meal Which it actually turned out to be okay
1: There you go Yeah, Lesson learned try things you don't like.
0: Pregnant pregnant brain. So <laughs> we both got pregnant brain. Um, what do they say that the the partner sometimes
1: Yeah, you have mimic symptoms.
0: Yeah. So maybe maybe we're getting that. Is there anything else that you've done recently?
1: Oh, I don't like just random things. That, that is definitely I feel like I used to operate from multiple sides of the brain at once and now it feels <laughs> like only one. Only one at a time. Can you
0: think of anything else? Because have you had some good ones?
1: Oh, just <laughs> just <laughs> mixing up words and phrases. But mixing up the words is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you might experience one on this podcast. We'll see.
0: Maybe. Where were we? I hope, by the way, I hope you're the one out of both of us can, that can remember back to what we're talking because I'm terrible at that. Um, so you were talking about uh, you had the long walk along the beach with the, the gyno.
1: Yeah, so it returned back no we were, no we I don't remember we, that. No, Where we were was back that? to um we we were actually in September. We were talking about the family ah. situation in September.
0: Oh ah, yeah. So in September we we
1: It was an emotional month for us, so that could have been for me potentially the trigger.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but yes, my cycle didn't return in September. Didn't hmm. return in October. Um I think it was around October that then October leading into November that I went back to my GP. They took a whole other um, run of bloods. Everything again appeared normal. Uh, And she had then said, well, let's refer you to a fertility clinic because your intention is to fall pregnant. We'll book you into a fertility clinic and they will be able to hopefully kickstart your cycle again by basically inducing ovulation. So I had that referral and I called the fertility clinic and it was a really overwhelming experience i think because i had never ruled out the thought of ivf um we had always discussed that you know our intention is to have a family and however we need to have that family you know we would try everything uh but i wasn't ready to go down that path because i was just trying to get my body back into a natural rhythm Mm. And the phone call was really overwhelming. They were throwing all these statistics at me and, you know, saying, you know, if you'd like your husband in the room, it's going to cost an extra $250 and all these things. And I said to her, I don't know if... Um, it's
0: ridiculous. Had to yeah, pay to attend. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, he could be
1: in the room and that he would have to provide all of these specimens and things, which I, I know is definitely the case if um, if we had got to the point of discussing IVF. But I kind of had to say to um, the receptionist, I just said, look, I, I'm... I've been referred here to try to, um, you know, I'm currently going through amenorrhea, which is an absence of a period. I'm trying to bring back my cycle. Um, happy to explore IVF, but I really just, you know, I've been referred here primarily just to work out what's wrong. Um, and after that call, I was quite rattled. I remember I spoke to Luke about it and he's like, wait, what? What? That feels like we've jumped, you know, 10 steps. Um, yeah. And they were sending me paperwork. They were sending, texting Luke paperwork to sign ahead of this appointment, and it was um, it was quite overwhelming, in that yeah, moment. It was
0: approached wrong. The thing, the the weird thing is, is that the, if they actually approached us the right way in a gentle way, we mm-hmm. probably would have went down that path. But it was yeah. because of the full onness, mm. we just we're like, this doesn't feel right.
1: Yeah, it was a bit scary, and it felt it felt like I wasn't ready to be where they wanted me to be yeah so and and personally um i know everybody has completely their own way of approaching things but i'm always someone that's like i like to look at natural remedies where possible yeah and so in that time i did i started to do a a little bit of research whether it was like what food groups could i introduce to help um menstruation what um different techniques do i cut out caffeine i mean there's so much that you can read online you can watch youtube videos there's a lot at our disposal. And I came across an article um, that was on a journal called, I'm not even going to remember what that was either. And I read this article about um, your cycle and focused on amenorrhea. And I got to the end of the article and I absolutely loved it, just the way that it spoke about our cycle and what could be occurring in the body for it to disappear. And I loved it, and I just for some reason thought that that um, the author of the article was based in LA. Sports Lux. It was a Sports Lux article, Sports Lux. and it was written by someone called Dr. Amanda Wildyke, who is Man's a- Top Hands. If
0: you're listening, <laughs> shout out to Man's
1: Top Hands. Uh, who is a doctor of Chinese medicine, and she was actually based in Melbourne. And I was gobsmacked. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh! So I quickly stalked her on Instagram and at the time she was doing a whole lot of IGTVs um because of lockdown um and so I watched a whole heap of them that were about our menstrual cycle amenorrhea and I just loved the way that she spoke I think I'd never heard I'd kind of never heard anybody address it as a whole holistic fifth vital sign the way that man's explained so I made an appointment (laughs) I'm like she's my girl (laughs) Um, so I made an appointment. This is taking us now December twenty twenty. Decky. And I made an appointment to see Mans um to hopefully get her to help me um, have my cycle return.
0: You said um you said before that you're you generally prefer to look at natural therapies first. Mm-hmm. Why? And have you been like that your whole life?
1: Not necessarily. I think it's definitely something that's come into play in the last few years. Probably since we became vegetarian. Technically now I'm pescatarian. Um, Luke I'm, is not a vegetarian. I'm an,
0: I, yeah, I'm ninety nine percent percent vegetarian, so you know, don't spread rumours about me. <laughs> Sorry. If you see me at Mac eating a burger, like you know, don't, he is. don't he is take not. a photo and put it on, you know, send it to the and stuff 99% okay so it leaves me open <laughs> yeah so i think that's you been can't give
1: you can <laughs> me 5 years yeah maybe 5 years i only started yeah. um personally eating fish actually on our honeymoon um because we were at we had this beautiful day um swimming with whale sharks and um our Beautiful hosts ended up cooking each of us a small whole fish, and that was the first meat that I consumed in Is about that on the three years.
0: Disappearing Island? Yes, oh, San- that cool.
1: sandbank. <laughs> disappearing Island sounds so much it better dis- than a sandbank. It was in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah, it's a sandbank <laughs> that was there for about six hours, and then literally in the afternoon, mm. completely covered with water, and you, you wouldn't even know that it was there during the day. It's that was Mafia Island, yeah? Yep.
0: Mafia Island is off the coast of Zanzibar. Isn't Zanzibar the island?
1: Mafia Island's off the off Zanzibar.
0: Isn't Zanzibar the island? Yeah. What's the main? That's that's what is it? That song, Dar es, Dar es Salaam. Dar Salaam. There's this place called Dar es Salaam. Courtney made this. Song. Courtney <laughs> did this. There's you know. People think that I'm the crazy one in this relationship. It's actually her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I've caught her a few times. If you've seen some videos, um, I've caught her doing her little crazy stuff. But um, there, what's that song? Oh, guess you know that song goes. You have to.
2: You meant it. to do it. That was your I'm point. I'm not singing.
0: You do the thing. <laughs> I'll do the. Or th- well, you, uh, you do the. The melody and I'll do the vocals. <laughs> okay. What do you want to do? Uh,
1: okay, I'll do Dar es Salaam.
0: Then. Oh, okay, so Courtney's gonna do her own. She made this up. So <laughs> did you? Oh you did this gosh. when we were landing on the plane. Yeah, we were man? on
1: a, one of our twenty-eight flights on our honeymoon.
0: So we're all like about to land to come into <laughs> Dar es Salaam, which is this uh, is a city or a state? City. Or it's a city in Tanzania. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Dar es Salaam is a uh, a city on the far east coast mm-hmm. of Tanzania. Tanzania. yep. And Mafia Island is a tiny island. It's like a... You've got Zanzibar, which you may have heard of. That's it's a really a commercial. commercial. Um, you know, all the Hilton and the Heights and the... What are they called? What's another one? Chain hotels. The chain hotels are there. Mafia Island is like a tiny island, uh, maybe half an hour or 15 minutes drive or flight from Zanzibar. <laughs> uh, but this is like underground stuff yeah there's no Hilton's on this it's like you go there and you stay very in village and stuff yeah, yeah. It's, it's more authentic
1: it's a it's known for its diving so you basically we're not scuba divers we're about the only non-scuba divers <laughs> we, on stayed the at the, <laughs> we stayed at a scuba
0: diving resort <laughs> and we're not scuba divers and it's funny as because like we yeah. just like thought it was normal yeah it's like ah uh, we just wanted to because like a lot of the places on Mafia Island because they're so underground they're really like like too creepy for us yeah like we're okay to you know rough it very extent. Distin- yeah but like they're full-on They're next level they're like literally you know backpackers backpack no not even backpack i'm talking like moz- this is backpackers in australia mm-hmm. compared to backpackers over there is a different level yeah, yeah absolutely backpackers for africa right now it's basically you're sleeping in a mosquito net <laughs> that's <laughs> on, <laughs> on the, beach. the floor yeah <laughs> on the beach on the sand <laughs> there's like coconuts falling on your stuff got to wear a helmet. (laughs) This is no jokes, by the way. Um, I've lost it. Where are we going with this? This is a good one. We're going deep, though.
1: No, that's okay. Let's go back to um, December.
0: Oh, Oh, that was it. So, well, this is a a good one.
1: (laughs) I knew you were going. I just hope you forgot.
0: Courtney's had enough. Courtney's had enough. Um, So, what are we doing? Okay, that's what we're doing.
1: Let's just both sing it, then.
0: Oh, that, I forgot about that Oh, damn it I forgot about that No, okay, we don't need to sing it
1: We'll sing it at the end, it can be a little surprise at the end
0: Let's, like, so we went to this So anyway, we looked on Mafia Island And I was was in charge of, uh, was I in charge of the honeymoon? Yeah, I did So I did, Courtney basically did all the wedding I did nothing, I just rocked up did a speech for 45 minutes <laughs> completely
1: threw off the run sheet but other than that no <laughs>
0: um, but I, I I did the honeymoon so I organized all the honeymoons right so I was looking for accommodation in mafia and there's like intense stuff right and um, I had to I had to be mindful of even Courtney's very like regarding like I when we go away I like to have challenging holidays mm-hmm So, you know, I don't, I'm not into like staying at Hilton hotels and five-star hotels. Like there's time for that and we always do do it on our trips. We usually do like the last leg at a really nice hotel just to relax and unwind. But um, I don't know, we just kind of like to, we like to go to places that we never would We like to feel like a local yeah, so usually, you know, you're more you're more in the thick of things um, and you're staying at not-so-flashy places. So anyway, but there's a level that Courtney draws the line, yeah, so I've got to be Safety mindful. Safety comes into play. Safety <laughs> comes into play. Um, So, you know, we've got to have, you know, she's, she's like, well, they've got to at least have a toilet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> toilet
1: and shower.
0: a um, toilet and shower. So I was looking on Mafia Island, there's like nothing around, and I found this one place and like, oh, this is looks good. It, this is, looks pretty good, but it was at a, a diving resort, technically. And we're, I'm just like, well, we don't need to dive, but we'll just stay at this place. So it's cool. <laughs> so, we get there and like, everyone's like, not that we knew, but you just stay at this place purely to dive. So There's even like a national in.
1: park daily fee. So, like we're paying no, a still- national park daily fee basically for the marine park mm. that we're not visiting because
0: we're staying yeah. on the sand. So we're staying on the sand. <laughs> So, we're like, we, we check in and they're like, all right, so diving package, you man. They, they don't speak like that. But <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, hello, hello. they speak. Hello. Hello, 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 you're diving packet. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> stop. Let's not do it. Let's not go, do go down the accent. One, one of my weaknesses in life are uh, accents, but I still, it doesn't keep me from trying them to try and do it. So, um. Yeah, we're like, we checked in, then they're basically like, all right, so when are you diving? When do you want to get started diving? We're like, oh, we don't have, a, we don't have our license. Like, oh, so you're going to learn here. And, uh, and <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm keen to learn, but Courtney doesn't like being trapped underwater. She's got like the, the a fear of that. fear of confined spaces of water. So we just basically said, look, let me, let me try and win her over and speak to her and convince her and then we'll come back to you and, yeah, we'll probably learn to dive tomorrow and just give me, <laughs> give me a day with it, you know. Um, anyway. Couldn't get over the line So we just We didn't dive But um, we stayed at this place And the whole point of that story is a little bit of an anticlimax Wasn't it? Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Oh anyway Well let's get back to it So like Coming back to the song So when we're Approaching into Dar es Salaam um, That song This is what Courtney made up You ready?
1: Are you going to sing it together?
0: Well you do the vocals This is what you made up So that song Remember that song "Da, da 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 That song, you know that song So this is what Courtney did when we landed in the Dar es (laughs) Salaam Alrighty So Dar es Salaam So whenever we heard that song, moving forward, we're just like we always What does he actually say in the song?
1: I don't think he says anything. Doesn't I think it says ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. But it sounds like Dar es Salaam.
0: So, yeah, that's <laughs> that. Okay, let's go back to our... Where were we?
1: December, my first appointment with Mans. We're never
0: going to get through this podcast.
1: No, this is going to be like a two-hour stint. Um, see what I did there? You did. <laughs> uh, so, I had my first appointment with Mans, and it was the most refreshing, elating experience. She made me feel um quite normal which was nice I guess in a situation where I'd gone from that call with a fertility clinic feeling really really vulnerable to a place where I felt really safe and held and like I was going to I was on the right path essentially so she ran through all of my medical history the absence of a period she made um, me feel really comfortable that it's actually immensely common post coming off contraception it's just like most parts of a journey through conceiving is just not openly spoken about. It's something that we tend to all go through behind closed doors. Mm. And I had my first se- session of acupuncture, which I've never had before. I used to have a fear of needles. I'm fine now. Um, yeah so a needle I was, pro. Yeah. Now I even, don't even flinch.
0: How many bloodies you've had in the, like the last... Oh, I
1: don't even know. So many blood tests. I hate blood tests.
0: So Courtney's like... Um, with blood tests, never used to get them. like I'd avoid them at all costs. And then, you know, she faints, not from like there's in the side of the needle, the but just from the blood. Drops. Yeah. Is that mean your blood pressure's low?
1: I've got normal blood pressure, but, um, little insider trivia, I've got a low heart rate. So my heart rate sits at about ordinarily 45 to 52 beats per minute. And I'm not an Olympic athlete. <laughs> um, so I um when i have blood drawn i don't have a threshold i don't have a give zone basically so blood pressure drops and it causes me to faint if i'm not lying down mm. so i've had many a time where people have been a bit stubborn and said no you'll be fine you'll be fine don't worry just sit just sit in the chair and i've ended up on the floor
0: <laughs> so f- yeah average heart rate is 45 mhm thereabouts
1: yeah it when my sleep it can get like very low yeah, Do
0: yeah. you know a um do you know blue whales? How many? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Isn't it like two or something, eight beats per minute or something weird?
0: I think you can get like as low as Or if that's three. in an hour
1: or something. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Should we go find this stuff?
1: We're never going to get there.
0: <laughs> this is stuff that the people want to know though. What's the... You
1: know what? You'll come out of this podcast with more knowledge than you expected.
0: What's the BPM of a blue whale?
1: I'm pretty sure it's a low hourly
0: Okay, it says here on the Google 25 to 37 beats per minute, but I know that they can drop it down. Yeah, so the Blue Rose heart rate's ranging from as low as 2 BPM. That means it beats yeah, once twice. every 30 seconds. It's crazy. So it's like, doom,
2: <laughs>
0: doom. <laughs> and then you like pause for 30 seconds. It's pretty amazing. Crazy. But they say that the animals that has—I'm pretty yeah, sure this is long, this is there. Oh, so sorry. the 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 least the the more that your heart pumps, the the shorter your lifespan. The less that your heart pumps, mm-hmm. the longer that you live. I don't know if that's across every single creature, animal thing. Um, but uh, I think in general that's how it works. Like mm-hmm. all the big animals yeah. with like massive got massive hearts and they pump really slowly. So um, I think that's telling us that we need to relax more. Not saying that we shouldn't exercise and, um, you know, get the heart racing because it's yeah. good for us. It is good for us. But in general, if we're in this constant um, state of stress, it means that our heart is pumping more yeah. and working and then we die sooner and earlier in life. All right. Don't you love how you start talking about things and then I'm like, no, mm. no, nah, nah, got- <laughs> let's go <to> Google. <laughs> let's go to Google. Did, would you, did you actually, um, you know, the natural stuff? cuz you are saying about you got into it cuz of uh, being a vegetarian yeah mhm so when you became a vegetarian it was like you I got more I feel like I became open minded na- yeah natural
1: i was able i becoming vegetarian then i was started to look at okay well if my food has such an impact on my lifestyle and and um, you know prolonging my life and avoiding some illnesses like that kind of introduced me to the power of food which then opens up the power of alternate remedies, um, and I've always just been—I've just—I'm just someone who naturally asks questions. Mm. Um, I will always get a second opinion mm-hmm. in pretty much anything. Probably a third and fourth and fifth opinion if <laughs> left up to me. So yeah, as someone that just asks questions, I—I I like to know that maybe I've looked at both Western medicine and natural medicine, and then I've come to a conclusion of what might best work for me. And I Mm -hmm. think that they all have a place in our health and some things are better than others for different reasons. But I think, yeah, for me personally, they all have a place.
0: Yeah, I reckon it was um, because I'm the same. I was like, I haven't always been like I am regards to my thoughts around because I'm way more natural style now. Mm -hmm. But I used to smash medication. Mm. Back in the day, when I say smash, I didn't really. If well, someone I mean, said, "Yeah,
1: here, take some antibiotics." You'd take I, it without yeah. thinking. Yep. Yeah,
0: same with like, I because I, I, like, I, would I'm lucky to have a Panadol mm. these days. But mm-hmm. as in back in the day, I'd like, yeah, no problem. As soon as a, 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 as soon as I've got a tiny son of a headache, I'll smash some Panadol without even thinking. Um, I th- I, I'm
1: the other end of the spectrum. I'll sit in a dark room with a migraine. I'll be like, I'm fine. I yeah. don't want to take anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're taking yeah. nothing now, absolutely nothing, which is, you know, really tough. Because, um, I mean, it's kind of a known thing anyway. If you're pregnant, you kind of got to stay away from as much medication as possible. Yeah. Um, do you know, I think it was like the E. Pray, Love trip. Yeah, that, that like was the thing that I think was the big turning point for both of us. Because like we did this, if you haven't, E. Love, if you haven't seen the movie or read the book, it's about this lady who she's like a, she works a cor- corporate job in New York. Yeah, she's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like like that successful woman who's got like the marriage and then they got the awesome townhouse in New York City, wherever it is. Her marriage falls apart and then she's kind of questions her life and like, what's she doing with herself? Mm -hmm. She just goes on this journey across the world to like rediscover herself and find herself. And then she goes to Italy and she's like, for the first time in her life, she stopped being so conscious around what she eats. She's like, you know what stuff? I'm just gonna eat pizza and pasta, and I'm just gonna. And she hangs out with these people who are really accepting and really friendly, and they're all about just living in the moment, uh, sharing uh, happy moments through eating food, drinking mm-hmm. wine, and just letting go. And then I remember she's she has that that blonde friend, and then they go to the clothes shop and they both buy new jeans together, <laughs> yeah, like the next size up. There, yeah, and like so they embrace it. Yeah, and it's like a celebration. Yeah. yeah. So she goes from Italy, then she goes to India. India. And in India, it's completely, it's a cultural shock, yeah? She goes to India and it's like, she ends up doing a week of silence there.
1: In an ashram. Mm-hmm. In an
0: ashr- ashram. Mm-hmm. And she goes to Bali and then she's like, in yep. Bali, she finds like this guy and falls in love with him type thing. So Courtney and I copied that that trip. We went to Italy, mm-hmm. slaughtered Italy, <laughs> slaughtered pizza pasta. Yeah. Uh, did you buy some extra jeans? <laughs> I didn't <end> buy <laughs> I
1: didn't buy some extra jeans, but um we overindulged because we our next stop was India and we mm. thought, Oh no, we're probably going to get sick. We knew it was counting. Yeah, didn't we? like we'll have to be like food adverse or, you know, conscious of what we're eating. And little did we know that where we've spent our first seven days they literally fed us twelve times a day. <laughs> mm. It was the most incredible food. It was nut I've ever had. Yeah, mm.
0: it was. Uh, India is such a surprise because it was, it was, it was intense in regards to really like shocking. Um, the, on the on all levels, yeah, from,
1: yeah. You have immense wealth right next to extreme poverty. Just the the color, the people, the the sheer size, the amount of traffic, everything is to scale. Like, mm. uh, I mean, not to scale. Everything is just intense. Intense.
0: Yeah. So I think through doing the, because we weren't Vegos then, weren't we?
1: No, but we were in India.
0: In India, but yeah.
1: Just because we didn't want to get sick.
0: Yeah. So we went to India and we were just like freaking out about getting sick, right? So I remember this is before pandemic world, right? So we were, we got off the plane to India. <laughs> and we've got the hand sanitizer out. And seriously, I couldn't even touch anything. Like in the airport, <laughs> I'd touch like the bench. Like we went to sit down and eat food, and I touched the bench. I'm like, oh! <laughs> and then Courtney gets the hand sanitizer. She's like, "We hand sanitize them." Like we're hand sanitizing. And, then, and you
1: then eat, and you think, "Oh no, do I feel sick?" I think yeah. I feel sick. Yeah. It was oh no, I think my stomach. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a. It was a head f. Um, For the record,
1: neither of us got sick. We
0: didn't get sick, but yeah. we're just like, we're not touching meat here, no chance, because like, man, you're just like, if you're going to get sick, it's going it to be from meat.
1: Adds another level of risk.
0: So all we're eating was like pita bread and pita if bread. It was, if it looked was it. dodgy, we
1: were yeah. fried rice and naan. Like we literally lived on fried rice fried and naan. Fried rice and naan, yeah. Because like they
0: <laughs> they eat goat over there and like we yeah. don't eat goat here and we're just like the idea of eating goat just felt really weird to us. So we're just like, we're not eating that, that meat and this looks terrible. And we stayed at this, the first stop was staying at this uh, place, Bangalore, which is south of uh, India and um, India, South, South India, South India, Southern India, Southern India, that one, South (laughs) Eye. And we stayed at a, uh, it was an ashram, which couldn't, I don't know if it's an ashram. No, it was a retreat. Yeah, a retreat. It was a, it was a five-star retreat. It really was
1: Like seven, eight it existed It was ridiculous It, it, it was beautiful
0: was. So we stay at this place And it's like we're, do, we're going there to You know Pay thousands of dollars To do a seven day uh, Retreat in silence You can go there And like pay for this stuff And you can select your packages And one of the packages Is silence hmm and that we were the only people in the whole resort. I don't know why, but they were then, because we were the only people <laughs> Silence there. Silence wasn't
1: as appealing. To yeah,
0: the others. it was like um, we were the king and queen, and they were like it was so uncomfortable because they were like dropping rose petals at our feet, and like there was the gardeners, and they'll be sweeping the garden. and If we walked in the, if we walked in like near them, they must have been told that they have to like drop their broom and then bow to us. Oh
1: just wanted to tell them to stop bowing yeah, and we know, couldn't yeah. because we were silent i'm like don't do that just-
0: yeah so we're in silence yeah so we're walking around this place can't speak and then like if we walked in anyone's presence <laughs> they had to drop and i'm literally like throw the broom down and then bow their head until we leave their presence like it was full on but it was.
1: but it's it's also part of their culture in terms of because I felt so immensely uncomfortable for so much of that because I just felt like stop, sit down, please stop to the point where when you would enter a room you'd take your shoes off and then when you'd come out they'd turn your shoes around so that they were like in the perfect position for you to basically step into your shoes <laughs> <laughs> and I just so many times wanted to say please don't do that but they, um, it's almost a sign for them as of respect and that mm. that's what they do but we did learn after the retreat that they've come full circle so... Not only does this retreat offer us an incredible experience, but it actually gives people below the poverty line in India an opportunity to have work. So um, we had this beautiful, beautiful yoga teacher. Do you remember her name?
0: Mm, It's like an Aussie name, wasn't it? No, no. Anna or something?
1: No, she. Yeah, she was so. I wrote her a letter and then and then was told afterwards that she doesn't read. Yeah, she couldn't read English. (laughs) So hopefully someone read it to her. But um, she used to work in the fields and she'd been in the fields her whole life. um, And now she had this this amazing job to be a beautiful yoga and meditation teacher. So that kind of made us feel a little bit better about how you know they were all just so happy to be there. And so that that's why they kind of go also that little extra mile
0: mm-hmm. yeah. um, at this retreat basically they served you nothing but vegetarian Yeah, their model of the world maybe it was their Is is are they hindu like, they
1: don't I, eat beef cows are sacred
0: uh is that to do with that's to do with um actual they religious yes, right yep. so in different parts of india they're not all the same
1: no so there's obviously parts of india are Hindu, some are Muslim, so in the Muslim, they won't eat pork. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's... So there must have been Hindu then. Yeah.
0: And there's one more because Hindu's actually not Buddhism? the most... Oh. Uh, there's one more. Should we go well, to your Well, Hindi
1: is, is the most common in India, but that's...
0: What is the religions in India? I think people are like, they're actually leaving this. Yeah, Buddhism, Hinduism... Sikhism, never heard of that. Jainism, never heard of that either. Anyway, all right, let's come on, let's talk about babies. Point of all let's of that, is that,
1: that was kind of the eye opening experience for us to start to potentially look at alternate yeah, methods. Yeah, but the of food treatment. was
0: so good, like the, as in the food at this place, vegetarian, it was amazing food. And then what we did after that was we went to northern Thailand and we stayed at a elephant sanctuary a rehabilitation so basically elephants have been mistreated through um basically commercialized so they you know, you know how you can ride Trekking, them and things like that logging, yeah. so they had you know elephants had lost their feet and their legs That's they awful. had chunks out of them because they'd stand stood on mines and they just basically had bought these elephants and then in this little park and you can you kind of stay there and you can feed them and hang around with them so cool um so that there really opened my eyes to animals us. Because I was kind of like, oh, I'm the dude that you know would pose with the tiger in Thailand, and the tiger is like, you know, drugged up, Aww. and they just sit there and like, oh, this tiger's cool, man, and give it a hug, and it's just sitting there. Well, it's sitting there because it's pumped full of drugs.
1: Yeah, it's been sitting. and they've it's...
0: sawn its teeth off probably or whatever it is, and they're just living a life of um, punishment. Yeah. yeah, and cruelty. So that opened our eyes to hey there's actually a more of a story when it comes to animals that you know that we're generally not led because we like we you see the bro- brochure and it's the happy tiger and the happy elephant yeah like the happy elephant painting the paint the photo of you but you know what did they have to go through to bloody do that to learn to do that and if you look into it it is it's it's seriously you can't watch that stuff have a heart and not feel bad about of it, it yeah and not want to have anything to do with it so that started our journey around the awareness around a lot of animals, and then we ended up doing the vegetarian thing because of well, we liked the vegetarian food. Mm-hmm. We uh, we love
1: animals. We love
0: animals, and then we kind of looked into it, like you know, from a health point of view, it kind of makes sense to us. All right, sweet, let's get back on track, baby. So was, acupuncture. Acupuncture. All right. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna shut session. up for the rest. <laughs> all right, so it's good. Good to speak there we y'all. I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna leave it to Courtney because we're not gonna get through this thing.
1: So yeah, first session of acupuncture, amazingly, about maybe five or 10 minutes into my treatment, I actually had this unbelievable sense of gratitude and I started to cry, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a, it was like my body was crying, if that makes sense. And I felt this wave of gratitude and it was almost like my body was saying, thank you. Like, thank you. You are exactly where you're meant to be. Like we need this basically. So um, man's, um, who I just adore, honestly, she's just the most amazing woman. And, um, for anyone based in Melbourne, uh, she, um, is the founder and owner of NGA clinic based in Paran. She She's highly sought after. So it's very hard to get an appointment. Please don't take up all the availability so that I can still see her, <laughs> but she is just incredible. And I could not recommend her.
0: We'll put her, um, enough. maybe we'll put her details in the show notes of this because, um, yeah she's helped Courtney us so much um, yeah she,
1: I, we, I, I hand on heart no I wouldn't be wouldn't be here without her help so she's just been amazing but she we started with um, all different things so she popped me on a few herbs Um, she gave me a few different things to try I only have one coffee a day but she wanted me to cut out caffeine she was like Um, I was going into, I work for Tennis Australia, but December is the lead into our Australian Open. So I was going into my most stressful time of my job and she's like, just keep, let's look after your adrenals, no caffeine, you know, increased my healthy fats. Um, she was looking at how many carbohydrates I was having because sometimes carbohydrates can play a role with our hormones. Uh, and I was seeing her, I think at the time fortnightly. So, um, Started seeing her in December and then come February, seven weeks later, whilst I, seven weeks after seeing her and having had gone through my most stressful time of my role, um, I got my period back. And mind you, it's been five and a half months. Five and a half months where I didn't have it. Got um, your pizza back. Yes. Yeah, so, to recap on the timeline, went off contraception in March. Period came back. 2020. In, yeah, yep. Yep. Period came back in July, had a cycle July August, disappeared for five and a half months, came back in Feb. And obviously in that five and a half months, that was really tough for Luke and I because we couldn't try to have a baby. We Were we trying? Kind of, because we just didn't know what my body was doing. Yeah. But it's that, you know, and as each month goes by, it's another month where oh we were doing ovulation tests for a while oh. <laughs> they, they were a massive trigger for me oh, personally no. because you're just waiting for a smiley and a static smiley or a flashing smiley and every day there wasn't a smiley I felt like I failed before I even started my day <laughs> yeah. um, but if that works sometimes that works for people and sometimes those ovulation tests if you are ovulating mm-hmm. um, are a great way to kind of help support your fertility journey
0: yeah um, how long were you on the pill for again? Five years five years yeah uh, so this is should we speak about this now um, maybe the end. Let's kind of talk about the end. Kay. Did you even know what I'm going to talk about? You got an idea.
1: No, <laughs> I just don't okay. want him to go off track again. Uh, let's up, so. <laughs> okay, so February super exciting. Celebrating the fact that one, I ovulated during my most stressful time, which for your body to be able to do that is amazing, especially when mine hadn't done that for five and a half months, and we were so excited. So we're like, okay, please stay, you know, for that next cycle. And being March, I was like, oh, please. So we would. I was supporting everything with the herbs and acupuncture and following man's guidance. Um, I also then started to track my um, temperature. So for some people, this doesn't work at all. For me, it actually was a really, really fundamental tell sign for us, especially a few more months down the track. Um, And we were going to Sydney and Byron so were like how fitting we'll be in Byron I'll probably ovulate around this time mm-hmm. like this is our happy place um and I did ovulate but we didn't conceive that month then I remember being really we were a bit sad because we had all of these really positive signs and we thought oh felt like our chance but that's okay at least I had a consecutive cycle how exciting 35 days um was super pumped so then we went into April um again had all the right signs, was tracking my temperature because I get like a quite a significant spike after I ovulate. So you can kind of time your window more effectively. And um, it got to the day before Mother's Day, which is in May. And I felt very sick that night. I'd had a shower and I don't feel... I'm not someone that feels sick very often. Um, no. Ever, really.
0: Maybe something was up.
1: Yeah, so... Came out of the shower and I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Like, I really don't feel well. Um, And my period was due in a few days' time. Mm. Oh, like a two days' time or something. Yeah. So, I remember we said, okay, well, the Sunday, which was the next day, was Mother's Day. And um, I said to Luke, maybe go and get a test in the morning because I didn't have any in the house (laughs) at the time. So, yeah, Luke went and got a test and it was (laughs) Mother's Day. And we found out that we were pregnant, so we were over the moon. Oh God, I'm gonna get
0: emotional. <laughs> over the moon, and then we had um, we had our family, which we'll catch up for Mother's Day. And do was it? We found out that morning. Yeah, yeah, that morning. So we're like taking the test on Mother's <laughs> Day. I was Peed a little bit stick. nervous
1: to tell everybody straight away, but Luca's pumped.
0: Now nah, let's do it. You know, I mean, I know this is like generally what happens with. People falling pregnant, it's like you know, they kind of hold back from telling people. I know there's, a, if you don't know, there's the first twelve weeks um, being pregnant is a high risk, which is where generally miscarriages happen. Was mm. it one in four? Yeah, one moms? in four. Twenty-four months. So it's like a lot of women stay quiet in that period. And they kind of like don't. Obviously, their partner's going to know, and maybe people close to them, but they really keep it quiet. Um, past that because they're worried that hey this may not turn out personally my view around it is I just think that I think you should just tell people I'm just like you know look if if you end up having a miscarriage it's not like a shameful thing so um, I, I would actually like to see more couples you know actually celebrate it even if like for example it was the first day we we tested positive in the morning and then like we went to Mother's Day like an hour later and they're like, yeah, we're
2: pregnant. <laughs> they're like, how long? You're Six so months, seven months and like one going. day.
1: Just found out like well, an hour ago. by again. then you're like four and a bit weeks. Which yeah. is that
0: crazy stuff that just messes with your mind, all that whole thing. But you, if once you get into it, you kind of figure it out. By the way, if, if you are if you don't actually – there could be some guys, especially guys listening to yeah. this and they don't understand – because I didn't know. So you have to – in order to fall pregnant, you've got to be having – a period. So what yeah. a, a period is, and correct me if I'm wrong here. A period is basically a your the woman the woman releasing an egg in preparation to be fertilized. And if that egg is not fertilized, she bleeds. So yeah. that's what a period is.
1: You're you're releasing the lining. So the lining each month builds up, hopefully to create this beautiful home for a baby. And if that egg is not fertilized, then the home is not required essentially and we shed our lining.
0: Yeah, so I didn't know all that stuff. Hmm. Um, so that's what's happening. So Courtney, like she wasn't getting a period. Which so means I'm not ovulating. She's Which means not not ovulating. I'm not releasing an egg. Not releasing an egg. So yeah. if uh, there's like spermies or sperm eyes. It's got nothing to do. Flying around <laughs> Courtney's insides, they're like, all right, where are we heading? <laughs> where are we heading, gang? And we're like the swimmer. Like, oh, you got to look out to the left over there. Try that. It's like, dong not not It's like, nah, I didn't go over there. Go, try. Oh. oh, we lost Roger. Roger's gone. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Oh, no. Oh, keep going. Oh, Natalie. Natalie. <laughs> <Kettle. laughs> all right, anyway. <laughs> Why is there a Natalie in there? Um. Well, actually, all are all sperm eyes. Are they spermies? Are they, they're blokes, aren't they? Are they blokes? <laughs> like, sperm are male and female, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They're the sex, the sperm. Not the egg. It's the sperm. So sperm are either male or female.
1: Oh, now you've thrown me. I'm pretty
0: sure it is because based off like if you, you know, for example, if you had a girl, hmm. it's because of I gave you a girl sperm. <laughs> you me. I gave you a Nellie sperm. <laughs> imagine the, imagine okay. the neighbors listen to us. We've got our sliding door open and you can kind of hear us in the driveway oh and they're like, gosh. what is going on up there?
1: Probably how your listeners are feeling right now. They're like, what? Yes. What, what are we listening? listening Welcome to the
0: alternative um, Pregnancy discussion So um, Alright Where were we? Just in case so we you didn't know so, that yeah, stuff Yeah
1: So we were so excited um, We were so You know We just waited For those two Positive lines On a test For what felt like So long mm. um, And
0: it's hard It's hard work It is Yeah It's like what We both went through By the way I'm starting a new um, I'm Starting a new movement Called Hashtag We are pregnant <laughs> Think like for the for the woman, it's nine hundred. It's like ninety nine percent them. Yeah, like they're the one that sacrifices their body. They got to go through the all the crap, like the morning sickness. The Courtney has to take vitamins. She can't eat certain foods. She has to, you know, she gets headaches. She wakes up in the middle of the night. <laughs> she's got to get a vagina and arsehole maybe chopped open. <laughs> oh gosh, um, who knows? Like she goes through <laughs> it. It's ninety nine percent her, but the partner. Is also internet. It does Absolutely. change their life. And I think going through a pregnancy, it's a team. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a team effort. So, hashtag we are pregnant. So, um, that's what. Do that's you even say it? Do you say it? I say it. I say we are pregnant. Yeah, I say we. We're What are we, 17 weeks?
1: 18 weeks. We're 18 day.
0: weeks. All right. So, there's that's my tip. <laughs> Love it. Get back to it. Bye bye
1: um so yes we did all the things that you do in terms of made an appointment with our gp went to get my blood test got the phone call congratulations confirmed you're pregnant um you start all the conversations of these are your next steps these are the things that we need to do what hospital would you like to give birth in um and one of my earliest pregnancy symptoms was a change in my heart rate um and i noticed that quite early on it was pretty much one of my first symptoms. And I'd asked my mom and my mother-in-law and said, was your heart okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we didn't notice anything. Like my heart was fine. And I was thinking, gosh, my heart is really weird. Like noticeably racing. And as we established earlier on, I have a really low heart rate. So I noticed a difference quite early on. And I had mentioned that to my GP when I went to have my blood test. I just said, oh, my heart feels a bit funny. Like I can feel it racing. I was getting short of breath when I was walking up the stairs, a few weird things. So later that week, um, Paul had actually gone surfing with a friend and forgot his phone at home, which he never does. He never leaves his phone at home. It's Mm. always with him. Mm -hmm. And I was at work and I was sitting at my desk and my heart rate was like 110. So keeping in mind when it averages at 50, 110 sitting there doing nothing at all. Um, was pretty scary. And I called my GP and said, This is what my heart rate's doing. I don't feel comfortable right now. I feel very not quite sure what's going on. And she said, Come in. I want to fit you with a heart rate monitor. And I was like, Okay, fine. Went home. Still felt really, really off. Was actually quite scared. So I'm like, Why is my heart doing this? It feels like I'm running a marathon. And um, long story short, just, I've, had, I've worn one of these heart monitors before and I know that you've got them on for a few days. So, I was like, I'll have a shower. Went to have a shower and I noticed some spotting, um, which at the time terrified me. What spotting? Just like light bleeding, um, which terrified me at the time. But I thought, okay, I know this can happen. Sometimes it's late implantation. It can be a whole raft of things. Went to my doctor, they fitted me with the heart rate monitor, they had a look, and she said, look, we can't rule anything out just yet, if the bleeding does get worse, you have to take yourself to hospital, because you you might have, we need to rule out an eptopic pregnancy, which means that the egg has fertilized outside the uterus, so it could fertilize in the fallopian tubes, or somewhere else in the body, which can be very dangerous, so um." Paul Luke, I've gone through <laughs> that in the afternoon. Paul Luke gets home from his surf. Um, oh, no, I did get in contact with you via Paul Liam. Um, and later that night, or well, in the early hours of the morning, the bleeding did get worse, so we had to go to the hospital um, and they were incredibly busy that morning, which was awful, sitting in that waiting room and kind of for me personally, knowing what was happening, I kind of knew at the time that I was potentially miscarrying because my symptoms were changing. And I had to have all these tests, ultrasounds. Luke couldn't necessarily come with me because of restrictions. Um, they wouldn't let him in for certain parts of that appointment. But the, I must say the nurses were amazing in that experience. They were really, really supportive to what we were going through Mm, and the hardest part I guess was leaving the hospital and they couldn't definitively tell us what was going on they couldn't say a hundred percent that I had I was miscarrying um they didn't know at that time but I knew and that was um I think I cried more in that 12 hours that I was at the hospital than I've ever cried in my entire life I just it was a lot of emotions, physically and mentally, um, and then yeah, the weeks that followed for us were really, really tough.
0: Yeah, because it was—it's like because we, we, you know, a big thing with Courtney and I, oh, like we just want to start a family. Like it's a huge value of ours, um, and going through the. The whole process of falling pregnant Of what we expected it would be where It's just ah, you, you know Just have sex once And then you're all good Yeah um, And then that didn't happen And you know From starting of going off the pill And then having the What was that first point with the gyno? Whatever it is You know Having the first appointment with the doctor And then for them to say Okay Nothing's extreme bad here But there's cautions here Which is not normal yeah. You have to wait longer Things didn't come back or, you know, Courtney got a period, but then it disappeared to them being told that we have to go to a fertility clinic and it could lead to IVF. So, yeah, it's just, it was a long process and then we finally fell uh, pregnant, which for some, by the way, for some couples, what we've been through and what we went through is nothing. Yeah, they could you know have I mean?
1: multiple times.
0: So, you know, we hear stories and we know people personally and Courtney follows a couple of people and it's like what they go through is extreme. So, we we we, we understand to some extent of what people go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to, to have that, to find out that we finally did it and it's all worked and all our hard work and our sacrifice and, you know, and when I say sacrifice, it's like we weren't, you know, we cut alcohol out. We weren't drinking. We we're both eating right. I'm taking bloody zinc tablets yeah. and Courtney's taking herbs and, herbs <laughs> and all this stuff, right? Yeah. And we're having, and the sex thing is just like when you, okay, sex for the first month is cool. Second month, yeah, it's cool. Third month, yeah, after then, it's like it starts getting to you. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the hardest things, was actually having <laughs> sex <laughs> because it became. It, it it went from being you know it's like a
1: t- it's a ticker box like you have it's to a ticker do box, it
0: yeah it's yeah. like oh my god it's, it's I, I'm think I'm ovulating i oh <laughs> I got a smiley face let's go let's go and then, like you know what I mean it's like and then you get to the point where like we I remember we once we we were meant to have sex because it was Courtney was in her window and we 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 had a big fight <laughs> and it was like we're both basically saying oh, I'm not having sex with you then the other <laughs> one's like oh I don't want to have sex with you oh we not sexy. And it's the most ridiculous, unnatural, you know, experience to go through. Like, you know, sex is meant to be an intimate moment with your partner because you love them, you want to be close to them. But like, we didn't want to. Um, We didn't want to at times. Well, most of the time, especially like at the first few, like I'd spoken to my mates and they had told me about their journey with having sex and how difficult it was for them. For the first few months, I would say, I reckon I lasted four months and I was like, oh, I'm sweet. I'm no problems with this. Mm-hmm. Like my mates were kind of telling me with they had issues with getting it up, with uh, ejaculating, with everything like that. And I was like, oh, sweet. But I think <laughs> it got to like the fourth month or so. And then I started having issues with keeping it up. Why? Because what it's makes... it forced. It's yeah. forced. What turns me on? And Courtney's family, if you listen to this. <laughs> Courtney Gina, if you listen <laughs> to, to this, just... <laughs> skip, skip a few 15-second intervals. <laughs> <laughs> what turns me on is... Courtney wanting me, Alright. So Courtney wanting me is what turns me on. Um, if she doesn't want me, then I'm like, that doesn't turn me on, right? So now she's not wanting me because it's kind of like, well, I don't want you, Luke. I just want your uh, spermies. <laughs> right, I just want to be have a kid. I don't want actually, I don't actually want you. So then, like, I'm not turned on. <laughs> it's and a surface. I don't know about you, but you know. Guys have a a penis and it's got to go to a certain shape. You know what I mean? It's got to get a certain level of firmness to work. (laughs) We we get it. And this thing wasn't working. Yeah, we went through like there's a a couple of times where it was like and and what happens is that you start, the pressure starts to build. So then let's just say we had to go, we went to have sex one day and then it wasn't working for me. Like I'd kind of get up and drop that down. And then we're like, all right, let's just leave this. Let's try again later on on the next day. And then what happens is that your mind starts getting fucked. So then, like mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, I've, I'm, "I'm next time I'm gonna get it." Yeah. And then like you're thinking leading up yeah, to, I'm like you know, now. overthinking. And then that screws you. There was a um, there was a period in one of the months. I think it might have been March or something like that, or February. There's like one period there where I was like, "Man, this is this is bad." There's like a few days in a row where I was really struggling. It was this actually
1: day. on our journey to conceiving our now, yeah, because my cycle went a bit. Oh, was all was the one? place post post miscarriage? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we had to kind of go uh, as it, as if we would just on that month, but like on three separate occasions. So it was intense.
0: Yes. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So what we had to do, usually what happens is, you know, when you're when you're going through all this, you'll know. Or got maybe a window. if you've already been you've got a window, right? So you for the one time in the month, you've got a window where you just have sex like what? Depends five days in a row something yeah. like that? Something like that, right? With Courtney because she didn't have a regular cycle. So we couldn't pick exactly where to have the window. So we were having like, you know, that intense period where like sex, 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 and then it's like three days later. And it's like, Oh, I think I'm over And <laughs> yeah. it's like sex, 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 And then it's like a few days later. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Oh my God, I think I'm over. And I'm like, no, I've had enough. I am done. And this is like, you're never going to hear a guy say this. Yeah. I'm sick of that. <laughs> so it was just, imagine all this going through. Yeah. Like we're both going through this. We have to have sex, but we don't want to have sex. And it's, you know, the, there's the intimacy is zero. Pretty much. Well, on some occasions, what defines intimacy? Yeah. Should we go to Google? No. Is intimacy not get in vagina? Derailed. Is that?
1: No, no. Intimacy can be emotional. It can be lots of
0: things. Well, I wouldn't say it was emotional. I'd say like as in you know us connecting. Like we went looking at each other's eyes and go, "I love you." <laughs>
1: Please. Okay. Yeah, if if you haven't loved. lost them already, they're definitely gone yeah, now. They love <laughs> Please you. stop.
0: That's what usually happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so um, the whole sex thing is, yeah, it it can get can get very challenging, which um,
1: which is hard. Then after loss, because you've gone through all of that to get there, to get to that moment. We never mm. thought that we would have that taken away. It just never crossed our mind that you know when we saw those two lines when we had that confirmed blood test that when i was pregnant that then i would be not pregnant so soon um and i was in so soon as in without having a baby um so that and and for me i had to continue having a lot of tests done on my heart um mm. we found out that i was having something called premature ventricular contraction so extra heartbeats which man's my beautiful Chinese medicine doctor believes that it was probably linked to the miscarriage it was almost like something had gone wrong whether I didn't implant properly or and that was my body trying to fight to keep that little one alive and it's probably why my heart was therefore then under so much stress because it was just trying so hard to um, yeah to keep that little one so For us, it was, I know I was in like a very numb place for quite a while. I told close people around me, which um, I'm so glad I did, but that's not an easy thing to do. And you kind of have to be in a certain headspace at the time to have those conversations because you are being so vulnerable and so raw and you have to be, well, I felt personally that that I wanted when I had those conversations, I had to be in a position where I felt comfortable enough to sit with those emotions. You know, it's not something I wanted to have while I was walking around coals or in the car. You know, I had to be somewhere where if I did break down, um, that I felt comfortable enough to do so. But I personally found, um, yeah, talking to people, talking to people that had also experienced miscarriage, listening to other podcasts of people that had gone through it. Even though you would never wish someone to go through that, because it's it truly is awful um, and utterly consuming. Um, It was yeah, so many emotions. It's just it's a lot of heartache. I found comfort in knowing that I wasn't alone; that there were other, you know, men and women that were experiencing this, and that that was part of their journey too.
0: And so many, because once. Once we went through it we actually discovered even in our circle of friends yeah. how many had also gone through the same thing, but yeah, it's I think a lot of women keep quiet about it. Yeah. And it's it's a really tough thing to keep quiet about. Like say for example, if someone dies let's just say, you know a family member dies. It's not like you keep it a secret. No. Yeah. But so why do you keep this a secret? This is where this is where I think, you know, we've got like society norms mm-hmm. where it's like, oh everyone gen generally does this, so that means I have to do this, which I clearly don't believe in. I, I, I like I just think you should do what feels right and feels good for you in anything in life. And a lot of the time it means that you actually have to go against the majority. Yeah when it comes to miscarriage the majority keep quiet about it but um it's a, it's a suffering in silence
1: yeah which is heartbreaking and yeah. it's it's hard enough to go through it but if we if if we had to go through it alone i know that that would have been so much harder you know mm. knowing knowing that like i didn't have to put on a brave face for certain people and that they could just understand that i was you know we were struggling i was going through um multiple stages of grief in a way um but yeah to know that i had that um support around us made such a difference and i would encourage anyone who knows anyone that's gone through it or who may go through it in the future to to not be not be scared to open up because i think it it, it's part of your healing too
0: what was the good that came out of it
1: um, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard not to get into a puddle here. Um, definitely the support and knowing that I wasn't alone for me. That because, you know, I'm 29, and I thought, oh, I th- you, I, you know, you think that you're still in your healthy years. I just it never crossed my mind that it was something that would happen to me. Um, especially not our first pregnancy. Going through it for your first pregnancy, um is really hard because then it it made us trying again for me personally and my first trimester with this little one really really an anxious time um which I never thought that pregnancy would be for me I didn't think that I would be constantly you know checking for blood every time I go to the bathroom um which really I've only just stopped doing um you know, every little cramp, every little twinge, you just freaking out and hoping that he's okay. You know, I hold out for every single scan. I just want to hear his heartbeat. And that's not something that I probably would have experienced had I not gone through a miscarriage. So I think, yeah, the good of it, the good that came from sharing it is that sense of community in a way. Um, knowing that you're not alone and it is part of your healing. I think the more I did talk about it, the more I allowed that little part of me to kind of heal as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, you need to still talk about it because like, you know, you still get emotion about it, which means that you haven't exactly healed from it. So I think, you know, when we've got times that we've been through where it hurts us, what we normally do is we keep it in and you need to release it. So yeah. talking about, you know, painful times is basically one of the best things that you can do. Speaking about it as much as possible. So I think you just need to keep talking about it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. the good that came out of it for me is pretty much the same as you. It gave me a an understanding and compassion of what so many couples go through. Yeah. So if you think about, but if we let's just say we had a perfect pregnancy first go, and we would have no understanding of what a lot of people go through these days. Yeah. It seems to be that because I asked my 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 mums. There's four kids. Um, my sister's got four kids, and I asked them. And my mum is seventy. My sister is, I don't know, about fifty. And I asked them, "How did you go with your kids? Like, did you have any problems conceiving, having kids, popping them out?" And like they're like, mm, everyone's, all, everyone's all good, pretty much." Um, so you know, four from four type thing, and we're we're none, and we're having all these complications and challenges. I think that it's It seems to be that it's it's becoming harder and harder to actually for women to fall pregnant mm. in the world that we live in these days, due to I would say due to the amount of stress through through um, mental point of view, yeah. environmental, and also what we're putting in our bodies. I think there's yeah. just a lot worse foods these days compared to, you know, back in the day, they're probably more natural. There's so much more processed stuff these days. Yep. So it's becoming harder and harder to uh, fall pregnant. It seems it. Maybe there's not stats on that, but from from my viewing and my research personally, it seems that way. Um, and the... The amount of people that are actually had a miscarriage is scary. Like we had so it's almost like if in our little group that have got kids, they almost all of them had had a miscarriage, wasn't there? Wasn't there like 75% of them? If you think about it. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was like 75% of our group had a miscarriage. Nuts. Which we we were we weren't aware of all of them. Um, so that's that's what that's the good thing. You know, the good things come out of everything. Yeah. And, you know, our painful times in our life great things can actually come out of them and um, that's the great thing that's come out of this is that we can now relate to people and couples that go through this and offer support just like people offered us support Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's um that's what we had to go through yeah
1: and um october is actually um pregnancy um and infant loss awareness month so um, it's definitely something that is being more recognised. Um, I've noticed in the last few months as well that a few employees, employ- employers have actually put miscarriage into their leave policy now. Um, so that if someone does experience a miscarriage, they can actually take a leave of absence for that time. So I think as a society, we're definitely recognising that it has a huge impact on families. And um, yeah. That it is something that should be spoken about, like like any kind of illness or treatment or diagnosis.
0: Yeah, definitely. So if you've, you know, if you're going through it, you've gone yeah. through it. Um, don't, I would say, you know, don't just keep it yourself. Yeah. Like, speak up about it. It's like nothing to hide. Um, I th- yeah, it seems to be the message is is hi- do hide it. But, you know, there shouldn't be any shame around it or guilt or anything like that. It's just, it happens these days, unfortunately. Um, you know, we're, we're putting our bodies under such stress and not amazing conditions mm-hmm. to you know, grow a bloody baby. It's, it's unbelievable what, what happened. What actually has to take place for a <laughs> human to grow inside. It. It's nuts. It's so, so crazy. So, it's a delicate time. Um, why don't we like, so what actually after, this, so had the miscarriage. So then from there, yeah. it's so like, had,
1: had the, um, had all my tests on my heart. They confirmed that, um, what I had had, that it potentially could be a reoccurring thing for my next pregnancy, but we wouldn't know until I fell pregnant. Um, went back to my GP. You have to keep having blood tests, which he's quite hard on all of my forms to go from being pregnant to miscarry to not pregnant um and then um my doctor said once everything was kind of in the clear and your hcg levels come back to zero she said you can start trying again so i had this fear that oh gosh what if my cycle now takes another leave of absence and i don't get a period again and that was a big Mm. kind of underlying fear for me i was just like please because i i know um after you have a miscarriage, it can send your cycle into quite a spin. Some people come back regularly, some people it does disappear. It just depends on how long it takes the hormones to leave your body. And we had decided that we wanted to try again. So, um, this takes us to, I had the miscarriage in May, so next cycle would be June. And I went back to Mann's, I don't forget standing at the door to see her and I, um, She has a doorbell and the doorbell went off and I had this kind of of out-of-body experience where when I first went to see her, that doorbell was like to get my period back. And then then once I got it back, it was to fall pregnant. And then I'd fallen pregnant and now I was seeing her again, not pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that was never kind of in my journey of seeing her. Like it just, it was this weird moment where I was like, wow, I didn't think that I would be here having this form of a treatment for this appointment. But she did a beautiful womb healing for me, which was amazing. It basically just um, allows you to acknowledge the little one that was there and then open you for letting a new little one into your life. And we started our journey again. So she, um, this is where, for me, the tracking your basal body temperature, um, first thing every morning actually really, really helped us pretty much, to conceive this month. So, um, we were tracking all of my signs, waiting for any ovulation signs. And then around the time where I would have usually been ovulating, my body started to kick into gear and we're like, great, okay, this is a good sign. Like, it looks like my body's going to ovulate on a 35-day cycle, give or take a week.
0: Just so you know that... you're. So your body temperature rises just before you're ovulating. Is that right? And as you ovulate,
1: and then it continue. Once you once you do ovulate, then it continues to rise. Yeah. So Courtney's
0: tr- basically rise. waking up in the morning, put a thumb over her mouth, tracks it and this little pregnancy app, and then it basically she you know goes through it day by day, and then when there's a rise, it gives you signs and indications that hey, you could be ovulating. Yeah. So as opposed to taking an ovulation test, where it's like basically saying. No, you're not. You haven't ovulated. It's not as intense.
1: Yeah. For me, yeah. like I say, my body temperature would sit at like 35.9 or 36. Yeah. And then just before I ovulated, it would go up to like 36.4 or th- And then post ovulation, it would start to rise thirty four point thirty six point five six seven, right up to like 37 degrees. So um, we got all the signs, started to try again. And then I was noticing that my body temperature wasn't continuing to rise so I was like oh this is weird it's like my body geared up to ovulate and then didn't ovulate and then the next week that happened again geared up again temperature didn't and I'm going what is going on like this is really odd it's like it's trying to ovulate but I can I can tell that I haven't actually ovulated because of my temperature and had I not have been taking my temps I may have thought that I did ovulate and I would have we just would have stopped trying yeah and um, interestingly enough, I'm there going, oh gosh, what's happening? Is this because my cycle's gone all over the place? And Luke had been for a surf, and yeah, um,
0: sounds like all <laughs> <this, laughs> he, <well, laughs> he does is oh, I do a surf guy, He'd been for a surf this day, and he <laughs> came
1: back. Um, he came back from his surf, and he said, like, he bumped into multiple of his friends. And had like really deep conversations with like multiple people that day. Like really, Mm. I think it was like six or so people. Mm. And you're like, oh, I've had all of these like intense conversations and quite emotive. And I was was sitting at the dinner table and I'm like, oh, it must be the moon. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the moon.
0: Mm. So... uh, That was meant to be a bit sort of podcast, by the way.
1: Oh, do you want me to talk about it or not?
0: No, that's still a different podcast.
1: Okay, well, don't do the moon cliffhanger for the yeah. moon. You have to wait for next. You have to wait for the next, for the next release. <laughs> um, something triggered me to think maybe what will go into depth. Well, what Luke will go more into depth around the moon. Maybe the this moon. is what's happening, and maybe that is why my body hasn't ovulated yet. So that kind of gave me a pep in my step, and I was like, all right. Maybe I'm not done this month. Like maybe my body is just waiting for this There's still hope. moment. There's still hope. Yeah. Um, and
0: and I was empty, wasn't I? I yeah, was basically empty. You're done. Yeah? I this had basically
1: third attempt in like a very short amount of time. Third,
0: like pumping period, pumping period, and yeah, I I was empty. So yeah, good. I had yeah. um, I had nothing much left inside. So I was running on empty. Had to fill up at the gas station. Then Courtney's come back and gone.
2: I think we need to try
0: again. I'm like, ah.
1: <laughs> so we did. And um, weeks later, I was having some odd symptoms <laughs> here and there. But, you know, it's hard to know how much was just my body readjusting. Um, and I waited a lot longer. Um, I didn't want to take a pregnancy. Oh, I took a pregnancy test two weeks before we actually found out we were pregnant. And it was negative. And then I just left it. I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I'll just wait A few more weeks and then if nothing happens i'll just take one as like a cross check um so the morning of the 7th of july um the date oh i just i remember okay um is that not that's not weird to share um i got up and we decided to take a test and there those two little lines were
0: two little lines two little lines sounds like a rap song (laughs) yo what's up everybody (laughs) two little lines on my stick (laughs) two little lines (laughs) jumping on my (laughs) No, don't oh oh, oh god (laughs) i've
1: got to be selective who listens to this um and we was it was a really out-of-body experience actually it's very Mm -hmm. different to the first
0: Way different. Way different. Way different. I remember, like the first one, we're like, "Oh my gosh, uh, hugs and kisses and tears." First one was kind of like, "Oh, okay."
1: You mean second? This is the second 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 time. Yeah,
0: yeah. second time it's like, "Oh, I, yeah, okay, cool." Um, well, you know, let's just kind of yeah it, see how it goes, and yeah, it's you're, exciting.
1: You're, you're just so um. You don't want to get excited and you don't want to... Yeah, you're protecting yourself. You're so, yeah, you're being so protective. And yeah, it was that was nerve-wracking getting that blood test. I was just praying for really high levels and um, here we are. Here we are. So
0: Mind you, a couple of days later, I was just like telling everyone. <laughs> I was like, I oh, care, okay, it's all good. And like, you, know, you probably should keep them the like low just in case. Wreck. I'm like, ah, oh, well, you know. If 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 it happens, it happens. I'm just gonna enjoy it and just get this message out there. So I'm like telling all my mates and that and telling strangers and you know, everyone knows basically. <laughs> uh so okay, so let's wrap this thing up by what's our biggest based on our experience, mm-hmm. what are our biggest tips that we would if someone, you know couples to like they're they're planning on having kids and going Mm -hmm. through it what would you tell them now that we have hindsight? let's go through our like our biggest tips
1: mine would be to to not be scared to give yourself that time like i know if someone would have said to me you know oh maybe go off the pill in say december 2019 i would have been like no way that's so early like i'm not ready to have Mm -hmm. a baby right now but now knowing that literally within a like 12 well, within a 12-month period, I only ovulated six times. Mm-hmm. So um, we only had six chances to fall pregnant. We were incredibly lucky that in those six times, we conceived twice, which those odds are very high. But for us, it wasn't six months in a row. It was yep. so sporadic. Um, so I think don't be scared to give yourself time, to give your both of your bodies time. Um, the chance to normalize, to be at your healthiest as well, um, whether that's changing food, removing alcohol, you know, just I think we only get one, you know, it's only it's one time in your life where you kind of make some sacrifices. Does that,
0: does that mean I should give up pills and ice and gosh. coke and all that stuff?
1: He doesn't do that, my gosh.
0: We do. I do. <laughs> I do every, every month. Um, <laughs> I actually did you look at my notes because I actually had that as my one no, as well. I
1: didn't look at your notes. Yeah, there
0: I you go. I had the exact same thing. Is get get prepped, get baby ready, um, way before you actually want kids. Yeah. Now you might be like the movies. You might be an example of a movie where when I say a movie, where it's like you have sex once, and then you you know you you're pregnant a couple of weeks later, um, but you might not be, and I would almost say that's a minority. Mm. I reckon that's a minority. The yeah. people that just pop them out like that, they seem to be more like the minority these days. Yeah. So it's probably going to take you longer than you think. So I would actually say you want to get prepared way sooner than you actually think that, okay, well, I want to get pregnant roughly then or we want to get pregnant roughly then. So yeah, work backwards. I'll be adding six months onto that yeah. personally. Does that sound yeah. right?
1: Yep. And in that yeah. six months, you can like... For women, I would definitely recommend going to your GP, getting a full count blood test, just making sure everything looks okay. I would highly recommend a pelvic ultrasound as well. It just gives you that reassurance that there's no underlying um, potential... um, things going on because some things like endometriosis are very silent and you might have a regular cycle but you could have cysts or polyps or that there could be things going on so it just Mm. gives you that peace of mind that okay everything's in order and if it's not then that's okay but you've got time you know you know now and you can start to explore different types of treatments or what your plans may be it just Mm. gives you gives you that time
0: all right what's your thoughts on the pill because this is a big one.
1: Yeah, this is very controversial. Personally, now, um, I'll say when, because we hope to have to be lucky Even enough to when have we're a daughter. That's personal here. Yes, yeah, and obviously, I'm not a medical professional, so this I is. I am <laughs> I'm actually a medical professional.
0: Everybody. <laughs>
1: no, we're not medical pro- professionals, so this is our our opinion. Um, I would would not recommend it to my daughter that's i guess where i stand on it now i've learned so much working with man's my beautiful chinese medicine doctor um about how your menstrual cycle really is is for women our fifth vital sign and we're so lucky that we have a fifth vital sign and i've um she has really empowered me with a lot of knowledge that I hope we have a daughter one day, and I can actually pass that on to her and make her feel like this. It, it's an empowering thing that we get this insight, insight into what our body's doing every single month, and any discrepancies or differences should be noted because it's showing how, you've, how something could have happened or impacted you on that month, and that it's not something scary and ooey and gross that you know is taboo and people shouldn't talk about. Um, it's such a huge part of our life. And for women, if our hormones are off balance, like that completely changes our entire genetic makeup from our moods to our activity levels, to sleep, to, um, you know, weight fluctuations. Like if your hormones are off balance, it completely changes your life. Yeah,
0: the reason why, um, most likely 99% reason why we had complications in falling pregnant was because of the pill. Yeah, Courtney had been taking something, a tablet every single day for five years straight, told which me not to completely fall changed how her body naturally functions. Yeah. So it's pretty straightforward that that has screwed her body up from working naturally. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing with all this. And this is where I get a little bit um, annoyed about this whole system, which I'm becoming more and more annoyed about it is when um, what happened is we went through the whole process and then we went to the gyno and they said, okay, that's happening. And then we went to the GP and then GP referred us to the fertility clinic. And they're straight away basically saying, hey,
1: take, another medication. take some
0: more medication to fix the problem that the medication yeah. solved.
1: Which to me is masking. Like it it's doesn't not make sense. It yet. does
0: not make sense. I think that, again, this is going along with the majority of, okay, this is what you do. Oh, it's like, oh, what do you do when you grow up? It's like, oh, everybody, you take the pill. You take the pill. What other options are there? Um, you know, I think we're just like, if you just do what everyone else does without really researching into it, at the end of the day, medication, none of it's good for you. If you're talking about artificial medication, right, if you talk about, yeah, mm. yeah, obviously we've got this, there's diseases and things that people have to take, right? Yeah. But in general, putting some artificial thing in your body, medication, our bodies are meant to function naturally, right? Mm-hmm. People a long, long time ago didn't have all this stuff. Yeah. I think we've become way too reliant on pumping ourselves full of medications. So we're like, you know, any signs. Yeah, not yeah. asking questions. It's almost like we go to our doctor and we're like, doctor, what's wrong with me? Like here, take a pill. That's what Western medicine's all about. Now, from going through our journey together with all this, going through my mate who died from cancer, uh, my dad who's now got the same type of cancer um i've really it's really opened my eyes into i thought my beliefs were growing up whatever a doctor says is 100 Mm percent just whatever they say they know best Mm -hmm. but basically a doctor's trained to react to one side of the scope yeah unless you have a doctor that knows all angles Mm -hmm. I really recommend these days you really should be open to exploring all alternatives, not other, but all. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if we listened to our doctors, guess what? We would have went down the fertility clinic and probably went down IVF. That's the truth.
1: Or I would have taken a drug that induced ovulation. Yeah. So basically forced my body to do something that it wasn't. it wasn't in a state. And at the end of the day, women ovulate when their body knows that they are fit enough to have a baby. So my mm. body was basically telling me, your home's not right right now. You've got to get your home in order before before I can release an egg. So if yep. I would have forced it to release an egg, who knows what might have happened. Yeah, who knows what that would have done to, to your body. Baby.
0: And then, yeah, let's just say it works. Which it probably would have worked, right? That's the great thing about medication. They've, they've created all this stuff. Actually would have worked. But then your body's doing something that's meant to be natural, but it's not. it's being helped by something else. So what effects can that have? On the baby, right? Yeah. Now, physically, it might have an effect on them. Mentally, it might have an effect on them. You don't know. Like, kids are born these days and then, like, oh, my kid's really anxious or whatever. And, like, who's to say that they're not anxious because of you took a a tablet back in the day that induced your, is that the word, induced? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Induced ovulation. Yeah.
0: Induced ovulation. Yeah. Like, you don't know. You really don't know. And they could say, oh, there's no test supporting that. But yeah, I, I would just say that, um, I would say that whenever it comes to health these days, I think you're nuts if you don't yeah, listen to multiple different. sides yeah. of the story. Um, so speak to your doctor. Also speak to other people that have been through it. Also look at natural alternatives. Mm-hmm. And then from there, make your decision based off that. If if someone went purely for natural, for example, let's just say someone's got cancer and they go, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm not listening to anything the doctors have said, chemo, radiation, all that stuff. They're not doing, not even consider it. And they went purely natural without listening to the doctor's side i think you're crazy but the same side of the story other side of the story is that if you just went to the doctor and they prescribed a pill but you didn't look at okay hey what's your mental state like what are you thinking every single day are you feeding it good energy or bad energy if you completely you know what's the word when it's like let
1: go uh release
0: not release um reject reject (laughs) <laughs> ignore whatever it is. Ign- yeah. If you completely like ignore all that side of the story, it's it just doesn't make sense.
1: A perfect example is um man's in clinic and i keep talking about her i promise i'm hands. not plugging her or anything You, are. How much are you getting but <laughs> she um she sees and she works hand in hand with a lot of the top ivf clinics in melbourne and it's really beautiful to see that western and alternate health working so closely together and that they both value what each other are doing and they know that they both have a place in that journey and i think that's really amazing and that's that's what i would encourage like explore all different options at your disposal um mm whatever feels right for you
0: yeah i think with the western medicine it's almost like western medicine where you've gone too far you've been putting your body under stress for an extended period of time where it's now too late you need immediate help right and that's what tablets and pills and operations and surgeries do yeah but what if
1: you can't get to that if if your body is just not responding like that's your only option
0: but it's like what's the cause of this all happening yeah. and when you look at the cause if you're actually looking after your body you know you don't have to get to the path where for example you have to start taking more drugs and medication and the story with courtney by taking the is the exact example of what i'm talking about here she's taken a pill for 5 years which has completely changed her natural body rhythm how it all works and then basically from that it screwed her body up Her, she's jumped off the pill and her body doesn't know how to work anymore because it's It's been told for five years, hey, you work this way. And now it's by itself. And it's like, well, I guess I don't know how to act now, right? And we're saying you're meant to act like you naturally were meant to, but you don't remember how to act that way. So then going off and taking another drug to fix a problem of a drug in the first place, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, the more stuff you put in your body like that, it's going to lead to further problems in your body like cancer and everything like that real serious stuff so that would be my tip around i mean we're talking about pregnancy here but i'm this is in general i really think that um you know look at causes of what's making you sick don't just reach for tablets
1: yeah open-mindedness in health is is a, yeah. is a great place to be
0: um my have you got next tip? all right i've got like one more so, I would say that when it comes talking about the sex thing and like, you know, I was feeling like pressure at times and all that type of thing, the pressure of falling pregnant really makes it unenjoyable and mm-hmm. unpleasant. So, I would say when it comes to partners, like you just want to, you know, you want to work together and really go easy on each other. Um, so, you want to plan well, like well ahead and... Be okay, if, be okay if things don't go to plan. Like we all have plans. It's almost like we have an ideal world on how it's meant to be and how you'd like it to go. But if it doesn't, just be accepting of that mm-hmm. and don't get too hard on each other with it. It's like, you know, you're both going to be times where one person is going to be really needing the support yeah and the other person's like the strength and then that'll swap over the other person's going to be the vulnerable one and struggling the other person needs to be the strength and that little role there is meant to swap at times i think you've got to be there for each other um and uh, i'm going to be speaking for courtney here but for both of us and this is what we you know after we you know we did have that miscarriage it's like we were just once we had that probably week or so I know it was probably three four days of really intense emotion and sadness it was almost like all right you know what back to square one it sucks but we're like we're just going to make this work where we made the decision it's like do we wait another month and kind of let this thing settle down before we try again we're just like you know what we're just going for this thing and we're going to make it happen so just don't give up
1: yeah definitely don't give up even when i mean there were moments in that month after the miscarriage where I was like, maybe I wasn't ready to start trying, especially because as we said, we had to kind of, we had the surge, no surge, surge, no surge. And I was like, maybe I wasn't ready. Like maybe mentally I'm not ready for this. So it was quite emotional because you get thrown back into it all again. You're like, oh, mm. we've gone through this. We didn't think we'd be going through it again so quickly. Um, but don't give up. Yeah.
0: Don't give up. Way easier said than done, but it'll eventually work out and whatever's meant to happen will happen. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a, a, a friend of ours who uh, for three years or so, was it? Three years. So, um, you know, and they're, they're now, they've had a, a, a lovely boy. So, they made it work. Um, just don't give up and just be determined that it'll eventually you'll work it out. It's not going to be an easy pass sometimes. but um,
1: It's so worth it when you get there. It's so worth it's it. Even every little <laughs> negative symptom of the first trimester um, I just kept reminding myself how immensely grateful I am mm. for this little one. And, um, yeah, he doesn't know how special he is already, how loved he is. So
0: Yeah, I think it'll, like, you know, if you, if you look at, I think it'll ultimately if you go through the challenging times, it'll make you better parents anyway because you would be like, and this is, we worked our ass for off, yeah, for, yeah, to make this happen. So you just appreciate them more anyway. So, yeah, I think... That's probably the last thing that I wanted to mention. Anything else?
1: No, just um, it is a journey and it will have highs and lows, but remember that it is a journey. You know, it will take shape and you will get there and that there are many other people on that journey with you as well, people you don't even know.
0: Well said, Baba. All right, so for anyone that's from my audience um, that are listening to this that don't know who Courtney is, my wife. And they want to check her out. <laughs> Here we go. Do you, do you want people to find plug you or not? i on
1: Instagram.
0: Do you want to plug your Instagram? <laughs>
1: sure.
0: Or do you do not? <laughs> you can. All I, right. So if you want to find, what's your Instagram handle?
1: Uh, it's at Courtney Marie uh, with three underscores. It's me.
0: Three underscores? I think it's
1: three or four. I don't even did know. Did you copy, did I, or did I copy you? You copied me. I copied you. <laughs> my
0: my first username for Instagram was Luke underscore, what was it, Luke Page underscore no, it was underscore Luke underscore? Dot page. No, I never had the dot.
1: I thought you had a dot.
0: No, I went to go the dot, oh, but it was underscore underscore underscore.
1: Oh, it's just it wasn't great. All right, so
0: Courtney Marie. <laughs> no un- dot. <laughs> Courtney Marie underscore underscore underscore. That's me. Check her out. <laughs> hey there. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the, the episode, please I really really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.